When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Despite an ugly finish, the Hawks take care of the Wizards and move to 3-2 and two on the season. We'll talk about it right here, right now, on the Hawks Beat Podcast. Let's go. Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks. Plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey's floater. Rip his heart out. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynx is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You are now listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast with your host, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Edub, taking you on this journey of Atlanta Hawks basketball. Tonight, we are talking about a Hawks victory, 130 to 121 in a game that um, if it had been played about five more minutes, it might not have gone the Hawks way. <laughs> That's right. The Hawks were up by as many as 26 at one point and ended up winning by nine points. Um, yeah, it, it's a lot there. We'll, we'll talk about it. We'll discuss what we saw tonight at State Farm Arena. But the Atlanta Hawks moved to three and two. And uh, they move on, man. They move on. But again, welcome into the show. This is uh, the Hawks Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Edub. And uh, we talk Hawk sports, man. So um, if this is your first time into the show, welcome, welcome, welcome. If uh, you're a reg, what's up to you as well? <laughs> we'll say what's up to everybody. Uh, first things first, man, a little housekeeping. Um, a big part of our show is connecting with us on social media. So make sure you do that. Um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and even TikTok. Uh, you can subscribe just search hawks beat whatever social media platform you get down with just go ahead and search the hawks beat and you will find us there so go ahead and tap in with us there give us a follow like share uh whatever it is that you do make sure you check at uh, check us out uh also we would love for you to subscribe to the podcast and drop a five star rating all right all right 
It is um, late into the night, and so we are going to run through this podcast. <laughs> there is 70-something more of these games to go, and uh, yeah, I'm going to give you what you want. I'm going to give you what you want. Let's start from the beginning. We're going to go through these notes. Um, you know what? I think I want to start with Quinn. Um, I have some sound, but I don't think I'm going to play it because it's not really that well, right? And so... Um, there was a 26-point lead that was blown, and the Hawks ended up winning by nine. The fourth quarter was very ugly, and uh, the main thing that I wanted to hear from Quinn, I wanted to kind of see how do you, in a game like this, how do you, um, how do you talk to your players about like crapping up and finishing like that but still celebrating the win right like how do you balance that i guess that's the word i'm looking for right uh and after the game quinn was just like look those guys know they can't finish like that you know and so you don't really dwell on it because again it is hard to win in the nba and those guys that were playing for washington i don't know who any of them dudes were they were playing with uh they were playing with a lot of passion a lot of heart and they were doing what they had to do so salute to them dudes out there they was fighting like in the fourth quarter i was like oh man like what are y'all doing but uh yeah you don't want to you don't want to finish the game like that sloppy sloppy game but nevertheless you're gonna take the dub you're gonna take the dub and you're gonna move on and just kind of learn from it right so I got the standpoint. He's not going to dwell on it. He's not going to worry about it. I don't imagine that he was in the locker room throwing chairs. You know, these guys are these guys are pros. They know what it is, and you know that's what it was. So I kind of want to start on the back end. Now let's go back to the beginning. <laughs> and it's crazy because the Hawks went into this game as I believe it was nine or nine and a half point favorites, which was crazy because they ended up winning by nine. And so if you had the Hawks and at one point when they were in the third quarter up by 26, you just kind of knew, okay, yeah, if you put money on this game, Ooh, wee boy. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot. But um, anywho, um, Hawks go into the game, nine point favorites. And um, Trey Young was on the injury report on this game and said he had like a sore Achilles, but um, he was good to play, obviously. Um, I saw him in warm ups, he looked good. I think he even tweeted something out like this afternoon, like, yo, I'm playing. So. He's fine. Like, no need to fear that. They're not trying to hide anything. It just kind of was what it is, right? Um, the story is, uh, the story of the day pregame was Sadiq Bey was going to be inserted, in, inserted into the starting lineup. Now, um, I'll just say this. And, you know, let me read the quote, you know, because before the game, um, Quinn spoke kind of on the Sadiq Bay Jalen Johnson back and forth, right? And um, I'll kind of read a little bit of it and kind of paraphrase a little bit of it because he, it was quite a lengthy statement. Um, he said, those three guys you mentioned, he's talking about, um, well, I'll just read the quote. He said, those three guys you mentioned, there was never a question for me about the four position." Meaning we have some good people there. People get fixated on starting. It is what it is. You go watch a game in Europe, 
they start different lineups all the time and no one thinks of it. People get fixed on rotations. If you look at our rotation the other night, it was all over the place because that's what the game dictated. I think particularly in Sadiq and Jalen's case, because they've both started games, they haven't thought about it in the general pub- the way the general public thinks about it. They haven't thought about it the way the PA announcer thinks about it when he announces them. And that's refreshing because I think it shows their commitment to the bottom line, which is not the stat sheet. It's the wins. They're doing everything they can to do that. And as you mentioned, Brian, those are the two players. They're doing everything they can to do that. No, I'm sorry. I read that twice. Um, where was I? For us to have the depth, and you mentioned Hunt too, those guys are all three playing together and playing off of each other. I think it's something that can continue to improve and already is a source of strength of our team. So basically, to paraphrase that, and I wasn't going to read the whole the whole uh, caption, but I did because it, it was very relevant. And it's probably the, the main thing folks are talking about, the power forward position. Basically this. Nobody is caring about the starting position except for (laughs) y'all. That's pretty much what he said. He's like, yo, this is going to be a fluid position. This is going to be a fluid situation between all three of those guys. You got Jalen, you got Sadiq, you got Hunter. And he said, you know, the fact that they don't care about it is a testament to the depth and it's a testament to the unselfishness of this team. I've said all season, even before the season, like it's not even really a big deal who starts. Like starting games is really about ego. It's about, oh, you know, I believe I should start. Like, yo, it's not even a big deal. What is important is everything in between and who closes out the game. Quinn is showing very much so that he is going to be a coach based on matchups. Like his rotations are going to be based on the matchups. He went with Quinn, I mean, Sadiq Bay tonight, based on the matchup. He went with Jalen Johnson the other night, based on the matchup. Um, I think you're going to be seeing a lot of uh, flipping and flopping as far as that starting four is is concerned. I think it's going to be up for grabs. And he spoke um, at one point in his presser about just the craziness of how the rotation is during the game. Because he's not he's not just sold on the fact, okay, he's got to come out at this time. He's got to come out at this time. Like, everything is fluid. And he is... Um, adjusting to the matchups. And if you're a Hawks fan, that has to make you feel good. Like that has to make you feel good because it shows that he is, what's the word I'm looking for? He's flexible. He's flexible and he's about making adjustments because if something doesn't work, it just doesn't work. And you got to gotta try to put something in there that does work. And so um, I think that's a good move. That's a good move. So Um, that was my diatribe on (laughs) kind of the starting four, but I I had that in my notes and I wanted to go over with, I want to kind of address that first because everyone's like, oh man, Sadiq Bay starting Jalen Johnson because Jalen's been playing well. There's been a big crave for Jalen Johnson. So, hey, Jalen's still going to get his minutes, man. Relax. It's going to be all good. 
Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, Hawks did not start this game out very well. Um, 12 7 uh, to start the game, and Quinn uh, he calls a timeout early on because Hawks is on my BS, man. I ain't gonna lie to you. I mean, it was Matador defense. I don't know, like, if these games that they've played are starting to catch up with them because they've played a lot of games in the past five days. Um, but man, they came. It, it was it wasn't good. I mean, it was a slow um, and everybody was the culprit. It wasn't just like, oh, we just banging on Trey like nah. like DJ had a moment where he was slow rotating over. Trey got burned with no help. Dre got burned easy. Um, and I don't even think they even had five possessions yet before Quinn called that timeout. Like, yo, no, nah, we, we not doing this. Um, DeAndre Hunter, uh, and I'll speak to like his in, in his game in, in the entirety, um, started the game out terribly. Started the game out terribly. I think he was one of seven. He wasn't playing good defense. He was fun. like he just wasn't a good. It wasn't a good look for Dre. But I will say this: it's not how you start. It is how you finish. Kudos to number twelve tonight, and I'll say that. Because I sent some tweets out there like, yo, bro, 
it's not your night right now. Like you gotta, you know, you gotta re- hit the reset button. You gotta buckle up. You gotta, you know, you gotta do something. He managed to have a really good second half, third and fourth quarter, making some shots. Uh, finished shooting the night, eight of sixteen, twenty-three point seven boards. Uh, he was a little turnover happy, but um, I think he managed a very good game despite a terrible first half. Like his half was terrible. <laughs> but you know, I, I never really, fa- I never really fixate on one player. But yeah, it was noticeable. <laughs> it was noticeable. Um, the lineup tonight was, was kind of similar to it was. Of course, you had Jalen coming off the bench. Bogey comes in early for Trey. I thought that Trey, if he really wanted to, if he pushed the envelope, he could have gone for 40. Um, this was, I would say, probably the first game this year where Trey looked like he was the best player on the court. Um, of course, he I mean, he didn't lead the team in scoring, but he just looked so comfortable with how he was moving and how he was getting to the rim and um yeah, I mean, he just he just looked really good tonight. Like, he really could have gone for 40, like, if he was pressing. But he didn't need to. He really didn't need to. You had all five starters in double figures. And then you had Bogey and Okongu in double figures off the bench. And Jalen Johnson had eight. So you almost had, like, eight guys in double figures, you know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, as far as the lineups were concerned, I had no problem with the rotations or anything. Um, I thought Bogey looked really good tonight. He was 4-10, 12 points. I mean, that dude is like instant offense. Like, he was really instant offense. Um, Second quarter comes around more of the same in that defense. I'm like, oh, man, like this, this, I mean, you just weren't getting stops against the Wizards. Like, yo, like, what are y'all doing? So, um, I think sometimes they just have to kind of settle down, you know. They settled down. They managed to settle down in the second quarter and managed to really dig in. Like, they really managed to dig in. They stopped turning the ball over so daggone much. Uh, the second quarter was a big quarter. I mean, they outscored the Wizards 34-21, to 21, and that's when it, like, turned around. In the second quarter, Trey uh, just made a ridiculous. Re- ridiculous pass oh my gosh it was just a ridiculous it was like a wraparound like dish out to the three-point line and like Murray just caught it in stride it was like to his chest it was a crazy pass uh knocks down the three and next thing you know the Hawks are up by nine um they end up the half up by eight in the third quarter I'm like all right now it's time to separate. And that's exactly what they did. Went into the halftime, comfortable lead. You're like, okay, now you can kind of, you know, just start to separate yourselves from this team, you know. Um, at the half, they still weren't shooting, like, incredibly well. I mean, they were 4-16 from three, shooting 49%. But I'm going to tell you this. If you are a Washington Wizards fan, Trust and believe and know I am praying for you. <laughs> I am praying for you because this team, oh, my God, this team, like Kyle Kuzma and like, man, this team is going to lose a lot of ball games. Jordan Poole and Kyle Kuzma, man, like when those are your leaders, <laughs> 
they threw at one point in the game. I, I don't know whether it was in the second quarter or third quarter. They got a steal. And Jordan Poole throws it off the backboard for Kyle Kuzma to dunk. At the time, they were down more than 20 points. <laughs> this dude is throwing the ball off the backboard for an alley-oop. I mean, listen, 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 Linda. Like, it was a lot, man. Like, them dudes, man, it's like they just out there just going for their own. Like, the amount of bad shots that I saw tonight. I wrote this on my Facebook page, and I think I even put it on Twitter. I said, I've been covering the NBA for 10 seasons. I have never seen a combo that takes such egregious shots without even like a thought or a care in the world. Like they just out here. Like Kuzma's like, yo, I don't know about y'all. I'm about to get my 25. Y'all get yours if you want. You know what I mean? But third quarter, um, again, they start to really separate themselves. And I think that was uh, at the point where they were up 26. Uh, Dre hits a three-pointer to begin the third. And I'm like, okay, you know, they get two stops. I'm like, okay, they starting, they starting to separate now, you know. All of my notes, I'm like, okay, Hawks separating. They're up 19. Lead is a 23. Um, uh, even in the third quarter, though, they had a sloppy end to the quarter. And Washington ends up cutting the lead to 15. So um, you go into the quarter. You go into the fourth quarter. You're down 15. I mean, you're up 15. Uh, Anyaka hits an early three and you're up 19. You're like, okay, now it's almost about to be time to throw the scrubs in there, throw Kobe in there, throw, you know, Moji, let them start to get some burn. But Washington shows otherwise. You know, Washington went out there. Kudos to them. Um, they sit Kuzma. They sit their starters for the good majority of that second half. I mean, that fourth quarter. They put out Bilal. Kulabali, he was a rookie who I really loved. Uh, he was out there the whole quarter. Gallo got some burn. DeLon Wright, who was a fan favorite of myself. And Brad Rowland, the, the host of Locked On, Talks, uh, Locked On Hawks. Them dudes was out there playing. Like, they was balling like, yo, we like this game ain't over. Like, this game ain't over. Play with us what you want. Play with us if you want. They shot 73% in that fourth quarter, outscored the Hawks 39-31, to 31, and damn near brought up an upset. Hawks end up holding on, winning the game by eight. And you won the game, but you just had a terrible taste in your mouth, right? Um, the starters were out there with the Congo. That was who finished the game, but it was just, it was ugly, man. I ain't going to lie to you. It was ugly, but... You never apologize for a win. You never apologize for the win. You take that dub, you put it in your pocket, and that is a dub equity. You know what I mean? Like I like to call these wins equity because at the end of the year, when you're adding them up and you've got 42 wins and another team has 41 or 42, you just need to build as much equity as possible. So, um that's what it was, man. That's what it was. That's what it is. Um, let's go over the keys to the game. Uh, now, um, before each game, I always um, tweet out some keys to the game. And then after the game, during the podcast, I go back and I say, okay, let's take a look and see how the Hawks did 
with their key to the game. Now, tonight, I believe, let me scroll back on my Twitter. Again, if you're on Twitter or X, whatever you call it, I still call it Twitter. Um, just tap in with us. We're at Hawks Beat. Make sure you give us a follow and uh, show us some love. Let's see. Hawks pregame. All right. So here we go. Hawks keys to the game for tonight. And um, I'll be honest with you, man. I was like, I was really fearful of this game. <laughs> I was really fearful of it because the Hawks have had tendency to drop games that they are supposed to win. But first thing I said, um, start fast. And I have starters in quotations. I said, avoid thought of a letdown after a big win. Yeah, they, just they, def- they definitely didn't do. Like, they didn't start fast. They didn't avoid the thought of a letdown because we was all thinking about it. We was all thinking about it all the way up until maybe about halfway into the second quarter. But they did not start fast. They ended up getting a W, though. But uh, starting fast was something they did not do. Win the bench points. Um, now, this metric is a little bit skewed because Washington pulled their starters and so, I mean, they play like, let's see, five, six. They play like damn near 15 guys tonight, man. Like three, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine, and five. They played 14 guys tonight. And the Hawks pretty much just played their regular nine-man rotation with A.J. getting 11 points. I mean, 11 minutes, but... Um, I thought the Hawks bench was really good. Anyeka had 16, Bogey had 12, Jalen had 8. And that's kind of what you measure it against, you know. Their bench, Corey Kispert, um, Bilal Koulibaly, um, DeLon Wright, even Gallo played 18 minutes. They all got outscored by the Hawks bench. So I will give the Hawks a check there. They definitely won the bench matchup. Um, I thought that was going to be very important. Key number three, I said, keep Poole honest. I said, he's a streaky shooter, but don't let him go off and go for 40 because that's what he can do. You know, you want to keep a dude like that honest, and they did exactly that. Jordan Poole had 13 points on 5 of 13 shooting. This dude takes some bad shots, like bad shots, bro. Like, I don't know if he just been playing in Golden State, and that's just something that that they allow. But bro took a whole bunch of bad shots tonight, man. And but good thing is you ain't let him go for forty. You ain't let him get hot because he can't get hot. He's a streaky dude. You never really let him get going, and that was a good thing. Now, um, Kyle Kuzma he ended up having about twenty five, but he didn't really score nothing after that third quarter. So good job keeping uh, keeping pool at bay. Defense, um, I just said keep it up. <laughs> now, obviously, they did not play the defensive game that they played the night before. And even Quinn alluded to that at the end of his press conference. He was just like, nah, I just I wasn't happy with the defense for tonight. And I think that um, the players would even tell you that because it didn't look good. I mean, they had spurts where they got stops, but the Wizards did a lot of bailing out. I ain't going to lie to you. The Wizards did a lot of bailing out with their um just they're bad shots, and they're just not a good team. Like, they're just not a good team. Like, the construction, the roles, it's just, I don't know, man. I feel bad for, I feel bad for Gallo. They got to get him up out of there. 
One note, um, as we kind of wind this thing down, the Hulk six man um, toward the end of the game, uh, kind of a dope moment. They were kind of cheering. They was giving Kyle Kuzma the business. They was like, Kuzma sucks. Like, they were saying Kyle Kuzma sucks and stuff. Like, they was just giving them the business. And then um, they start chanting for Mike Muscala, you know. Mike Muscala was a fan favorite here in Atlanta, you know. Um, real quick, Mike Muscala story. I remember Mike when he first got when he first came to the Hawks. wasn't getting any playing time, any burn at all. After the game, we would be in the locker room talking to the players, and Mike would come in just drenched with sweat, just drenched with sweat. I'm like, yo, what's this dude doing? Dude would be running and, like, playing ball and working out after the games when he wouldn't get any burn. Like, dude was always on that, like, I'm just going to stay ready tip. You know what I mean? And I think that was really dope because, like, he ended up, I think he was a part of the Carmelo trade that, that sent him to OKC. And then I think he spent some time in Boston. Like, like, dude has been around for a while. And, like, salute to that man. You know what I mean? Like, salute to that man for staying in the league. Because dudes that have had probably more talent have been out this league. That haven't lasted as long. You know, but he's a hard worker. Very happy for dude, right? And so, um, six man's chanting, chanting, Mike Muscala. Clap, 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 clap. You know, they're chanting Mike Muscala, he turns around, gives a shout out to the six man, six man's like, Mike, we still love you, blah, 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 and uh, he turns around again, shows some love, and so that was kind of cool, then they respond with the moose thing, because like when he came the first time, that's what they did, you know, said the moose, um, and so after that, they start chanting for Gallo, they, they, they chant for Gallo, Gallo turns around, shows some love, and then they chant for um, DeLon Wright. And DeLon takes him a little bit longer, but he finally turns around and shows some love as well. So that was kind of a cool moment, uh, showing some love to the former Hawks. Uh, good times back in the day with those guys. So uh, I just I <laughs> got to get them dudes out of Washington, man. It might get ugly. But um, that was pretty much the size of it uh, as far as the um, game is concerned. What is up next? Let's take a look at the Hawks schedule. Now, while I'm pulling up the Hawks schedule, I want to um, remind you to check out the Hawks um, recap that we did. Um, we did a recap show last uh, last night, actually. Uh, my guy, Demond from We Talk Hawks TV came on with me and uh, we did. Well, we've posted part one of that conversation in which we just kind of looked at the first four games of the Hawks and just had some good Hawks talk. Um, that podcast is still relevant, and so I'll probably be dropping uh, part two of that in the next day or so, but uh, make sure you tap into that. So what is up next for the Hawks? Um, their next game is on Saturday. Saturday, they are going to New Orleans to take on the Pelicans. The Pelicans are, let me see if I can get their, their um, Pelicans are, I don't know if I can pull the record up. I'll pull that up in a minute. But they are going to go to, to New Orleans to take on the Pelicans uh, on Saturday. And then Monday, they're going to go to OKC. And then they are right back here in State Farm. November the 9th to take on the Orlando Magic. No, no, no. Still on the road. 
<laughs> my bad. So let me do that again. Going to be in New Orleans this Saturday to take on the Pelicans. From there, they go to OKC to take on the Thunder. Then they shoot down to Orlando to take on the Magic. And then they are coming back home to take on the Miami Heat um, that Saturday, November 11th. So, um, yeah, man, things are still getting started. There's a ton of basketball left, a ton of basketball left. And the Hawks are finally above the Mendoza line. Don't look now. If the season stopped after five games, the Hawks would be the three seed. <laughs> I know, I know. It's super early. But a ton of basketball left. And uh, we're going we gonna to see how this thing plays out as the year goes along. But, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to put a bow in this podcast. Thank you for checking out the Hawksbeat podcast. Make sure you follow us on all of our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, subscribe to the pod. Let us know what you like or what you love about the show. And we will greatly appreciate it. And like we always say, man, God is good all the time and all the time God is good. So if you don't know him, you need to find him and show him some love because that is all he is showing you. L-O-B-E love. We out. Peace. Free beats. Free beats. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.